2: Mystery is my hobby. Ladies and gentlemen, Barton Drake speaking. For tonight's drama, i selected case history number 112 from my book, Mystery is My Hobby. I call it Two Hours to Live. Come on, Andy, hurry it up. We've only got a half hour to get to the airport. Planes don't wait, you know. Hey, don't wait. Be through in a minute, George. Just want a final word with this precious brother of yours. Look, Andy. I don't like your attitude. Why? Get another up. Careful, careful, Ken. You're elsie. You're elsie. Why I ever uh, had dealings with a shyster like you? Huh. I ought to have had my head examined. Look, I brought your case to court and we lost. That's all. You mean I lost? Well, come on, Andy. We'll miss the plane, We'll miss the plane. we we'll miss the shooting. Mr. If you ask me, I lost because the other side paid you off. I don't care what you think. And I'll expect my fee. It'll be $5,000. Oh, yeah? Try and get it. Look, Andy Fisher, there's a law that says... Too bad there isn't a law that allows a man to exterminate rats like you. Come to think of it, one of these days, I just might take the law into my own hands. Don't you dare threaten... (laughs) Oh, 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 my... Oh... Gotta have a pill. And that reminds me, Ken. I refilled your prescription. I have it right here. Best. Have it right here. Give me. Give me one, quick. Oh, with pleasure, dear brother. With pleasure. Here. Glass.
3: Water. Bath. What did
2: you say? Bath. Bath. Oh, I see. Oh, well, quit fiddling with it. Bring it here. here. You keep your shirt on. Yeah, thanks. Don't mention it. I hope you choke. But tell me, Inspector, what is all this about? First you tell me to pack a few things, and I have to forget my shotgun. And now, from all the signs, you're driving me out to the airport. You're going hungry. I am. I am. Yep, at the expense of the city. Oh, well, now, Inspector, that's the kind of assignment I like. But I know you too well to think you're just packing me out for fun. So give, Inspector. Give. a uh, lawyer by the name of Kenneth Slocum, uh, dropped dead today. Huh? That's right. Oh, you've heard of him? Yeah. Well, I've got an idea he was, uh... Poison. Oh? What kind of poison? Well, we don't know what kind. Haven't had the autopsy yet. As for who did it, huh, might have been any one of a million people. Hmm. Had a lot of friends, huh? And a brother who didn't like him either. Okay. Now, this brother and a friend left this morning for Pembroke Lodge. That's a couple of hours northwest of here by plane. I know. Now, I want you to go up there and nose around a bit. See what you can find out. Uh, will you do it? Is the shooting good up there? ha! Oh, oh, the best. Then I'll do it. What are you going to be doing in the meantime? I'm going to have a talk with a Mister Elliot and his daughter. They were with slogan when he kicked a bunch of signs and a sign. Good hunting. Good hunting. Hey, you're the one who's going hunting. <laughs> and that's the way it all started. No one ever had to ask Barton Drake twice if he wanted to go hunting. So a few hours later, we find him standing deep in a wooded solitude. Suddenly, there's a thunder of beating wings as a whirring grouse breaks cover. And in a split second, with perfect timing, Barton Drake's gun is at his shoulder.
3: Got him. Good shot, fellas.
2: Thank you, friend. One shot. Wow. I wish I could do that. That's <laughs> why I'm afraid if you don't drop these fellows with the first shot, you'll never get another chance. Any luck? And only a couple. And I'll too. Keen to. How long have you been out? Oh, I just flew in. I've only been out about a half hour. Sort of looking the ground over. Well, I guess the shooting's over for today. The sun will be down in a few minutes. Yes, I guess you're right. Well, we'd better be starting back to the lodge. Oh. Mind if we walk along with you? Walk along? Certainly not. It would be a pleasure. Good, good. I think we might as well know each other. <laughs> My name's George Slocum. druggist the third. Drugist. My friend here is Andy Fisher. Glad to know you, gentlemen. I'm Barton Drake. Howdy. Uh, did you say Barton Drake? Yes. Not the writer, uh, the detective? <laughs> yes, I'm afraid I'm guilty. Well, had not we better be starting back? Yeah. Better hand. Well, now, this is interesting. Yes, indeed, it's interesting. I uh, fancy meeting you in person, yes, fancy that. I hope you're not being disillusioned. On the contrary. I'm fascinated. Yes, indeed, I'm fascinated. Well, thanks. Yes, indeed. Thanks. <laughs> Of I don't agree with the slip that you fellows so often make, that they never work, but there never was such a thing as a perfect crime. No? Why don't you agree? Because I have a plan for a perfect crime. A plan that's absolutely foolproof. Interesting. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, now, I'm the one who's fascinated. Go on, my friend. Hey, if it's your brother Ken you're thinking of bumping off, George. Let me in on it, will you? I'll be glad to help. Well, yes, that would be a good example. Now, let's suppose that I did want to kill my brother Ken. <laughs> Just supposing, said. Uh, do you know how I'd go about it? Oh, no, I haven't the faintest idea. Yes. I would arrange a hunting trip. Just like a hunting trip as this. Uh-huh. I'd bring Ken along. We'd go shooting together. I'd stop to tie him shoe or something and drop behind him. And then, when he wasn't looking, I'd shoot him in the back. Claim it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> there, now, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Ask you what's wrong with that? Uh, <laughs> what are you laughing at, <laughs> here? My dear Mrs. Slotham? It's as full of holes as your poor brother would be if those slotch on slugs were in his back. It is? <laughs> of course it is. Well, that trick has tried at least ten times every hunting season. And they never get away with it, eh? No, <laughs> oh, certainly not. Yeah, why couldn't I? What's wrong with it? Well, in your case, Mr. Slocum, you just read. And you made it in front of two witnesses, Mr. Fisher here and myself. That would be remembered most assuredly after the crime. Also, in such cases, we always look for a motive. A bit of investigation would turn one up in your case, I'm sure. Ah, uh-uh, Mr. Slocum. If you're contemplating the murder of your brother, I sincerely advise you against that method. Because, in a sense, you've already made your confession. Well, I'm afraid Mr. Drake is right, George. We'll have to figure out some other way to kill him. Looking uh, like a good meal and a good stretch in front of a warm fire after a day in the woods, eh, gentlemen? <sighs> You're right, Drake. You're right. Well, yep. I'm going to turn in early. Want to get at those birds by sun-up. A... Uh, forget about what I said to you do, will you? I said I'd like you to forget about it. Hmm? Oh, yes, sir. You mean your plan for the perfect crime? Yes, I was talking to the hat. <laughs> talking to You know, you interest me a great deal, Mr. Slocum. A man doesn't think criminally without some good and sufficient reason. Civilization has gentle people over the ages to the point where murder is the last resort. Except, of course, in crimes of passion. Yes, I know, I know. And I repeat, I was talking to the man. Mm-hmm. You must take your brother tremendously, Mr. Slocum. Nothing more than a dozen other people. A dozen other people. Of which I'm proud to be one. Oh, do you mind telling me why? As long as we've gone this far, Mr. Drake, you might as well know the rest. That is, if you care to listen. I believe I brought up the subject. Well, George's brother, Ken Slocum, beat him out of his entire inheritance. Every bottle of pills and every dollar. bottle of pills? Yes, their dad used to own a drugstore. Oh, Ken, the older boy, studied law, while George here studied pharmacy in order to carry on in the old man's footsteps. Well, because you let George tell it. Sure, sure. Well, my father was confined to his bed for the last few years of his life. Last few years. And Ken, being the oldest and a lawyer, was given the control of his business. I carried on in the store. Yes, indeed, I carried on. Mm-hmm. Your father, of course, had made a will. Yes, he had. And he had given me to understand that in the end, the drugstore was to be mine. Well, that's quite understandable. But, um, Well, now, I'm only guessing, but, uh... When the owner Mr. Slocum finally died, you discovered that a new will had been made, disinheriting you completely. Yeah, that's right. That's right, exactly. The beneficiary, naturally, being your brother Ken. And leaving me one dollar. and a job as prescription clerk in the drugstore that rightly belongs to me. That's me, it belongs to me. Yes, that's easy. Now you understand what I meant, don't you, Mr. Slocum, when I said that if you killed your brother, a bit of an investigation would turn up a motive. Many men have been slain for less. Well... This has been an interesting discussion, gentlemen. Especially in view of the fact that... uh, that perhaps you don't already know... that your brother, Ken, Mr. Slocum, died... early this afternoon. Ken? Ken. Yes. Well, what do you know? Good luck. Ken? Well, it's 8 o'clock... I suggest that you both go to bed and get a good night's sleep. Because in the morning, Mr. Slocum... I would ask you to go back to New York with me. I'm quite certain that the good Inspector Danton will want to arrest you for your brother's murder. And now back to Glen Langdon for the second act of Mystery is My Hobby. You, Inspector Dan. Yes, Oscar. Have the elliots arrived yet? Yes. They're waiting in Mr. Slocum's office. Come in, won't you? Thanks. This way, Inspector. I know where it is. This door. I tell you, I know where it is.
3: Father, it's Inspector Dan. Ah, yes,
2: Helene. I I, I see. Uh, My daughter's very upset, Inspector. You are upset, aren't you, Helene? Yes, Father. Of course. Well, she's going to be a lot more upset before I get through with you. All right now, I want to ask a few questions. All right, we'll answer them. You'll answer some questions, won't you, Helene? Yes, Father. Well, you told us before that you two were with Mr. Slocum when he, uh, died.
3: Helene? Yes, we were. But careful. Poor man had a heart attack right before our eyes. Toppled over on the desk there and popped.
2: What yes. makes you so sure it was a heart attack? My, of course it was a heart attack. What else could it have been? That's right,
3: isn't it, Helene? Yes, Father. Yeah?
2: Did either one of you say something that might have brought on this uh, heart attack? Did Slocum fly into a tizzy
3: or something like that? Helene? Well, you might call it that. You see, Father had just demanded an accounting for Mr. Slocum.
2: An accounting? Accounting for what?
3: An accounting of the trust fund, which was left in Mister Slocum's care by my mother when she died.
2: Oh, and well, you think maybe Slocum had been misappropriating the funds? Uh, we have reason to believe that he has exhausted them completely. Well, now if that ain't a motive for murder, I never heard one.
3: However, you must remember that Mister Slocum wasn't murdered. He settled that question himself by dying naturally. It
2: isn't quite as simple as that, Miss Elliot. You see, Mister Slocum didn't die naturally. He was poisoned. Poisoned? Why, that couldn't be. We were right here. We were right here with him all the time. Weren't we, Helene?
3: Yes, Father. And
2: that's just as good as a confession. However, I'm trying to be fair. I've still got a few more questions to ask. Now, uh, when did Slocum have this attack?
3: I can tell you to the minute. It was just two 2.30.
2: Hey, how can you tell as close as that?
3: The clock in the hall had just struck the half hour. Oh.
2: Now, Mr. Elliott, at any time while you were here in the room with Slocum, was anything served? Anything to eat? Uh, well, uh, I, uh, well, I, Well, how about it, Mr. Elliott?
3: Helene? I'm afraid not, Inspector. Nothing was served. Did
2: you have any drinks?
3: No, Inspector, not a thing. The meeting was strictly business.
2: Did either of you offer Slocum a cigarette? Uh, maybe lit a fresh cigar.
3: The fact is, Inspector, I did offer Mr. Slocum a cigarette. Ah,
2: huh. okay. Now, we're getting somewhere. But he refused it. He said he didn't smoke. Uh, Now, think this over very carefully, Miss Younger. Your answer will prove whether this is suicide or murder.
3: Yes, Inspector, I'll do my
2: best. The auditory shows that Slocum had ulcers. Now, did he at any time in your presence, and particularly just before he died, did he put his uh, hand to his mouth or take a pill of any kind? I'll answer that. No. You're absolutely sure? Helene, father's right, Inspector. He didn't. Inspector Jansen, why all this fiddle faddle? Mr. Slocum died of heart failure. That's what I think. And I'm glad he did. And I think you're lying. That's what I think. Come on, I'm taking you both down to headquarters and sweat the truth out of you. I'm arresting you both for murder. Hmm. Just say the clock. (laughs) Oh, Inspector To state the jaded appetite of a tired and weary man There's nothing like a plate of good old Mrs. Metlarisky's goulash (laughs) Just like Mother never used to make (laughs) Uh, Now, Bart, can Mm -hmm. I bring you up to date on all that's happened? Of course, Inspector But before you start exuding pearls of wisdom I think you ought to know that I uh, brought George Slocum back with me Yeah? Well, what did you do that for? Well, you wanted him, didn't you? What I want him for? The murder, of course. He did murder his brother, you know. Oh, Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Oh, for once they put it over on the great Barton Drake. Yes, and just how did you put it over? George Slocum didn't kill his brother. He couldn't have killed. Him. Why couldn't he? Because we held an autopsy, Mister Drake, and the autopsy showed that Ken Slocum had enough cyanide inside him to kill another. Oh, then the poison used was cyanide. Right, Sherlock. And cyanide is one poison that works instantaneously. Just a little swallow, bluey, the angel thing. Yes, it does work instantly. So how could your friend George give his brother cyanide when he was 300 miles away what happened? I see what you mean, Inspector. you got a point there. Hm. Well, I guess you might as well have George turned loose. And I thought I had a beautiful case. Oh, don't feel bad about it, Bob. You know, I don't feel bad. It's just that I'm not the guy who did it all safely locked up in the clink. We you have such the Sue? Mr. Elliot, and his charming daughter, Holly. Oh, I suppose you have a complete confession. Well, no, not yet. I see, and uh, just what makes you certain that they did it? Because they had to, that's why. It had to be somebody in the room who gave it to them. They did. Were it. Did you possibly consider the theory that it might have been suicide? Uh, you bet I did. I asked the Elliots. They said Slocum didn't take a pill of any kind. You say that Slocum didn't take a pill? Right. And it was the Elliots who told you that he didn't? Right. Well, Inspector, right goes your whole case right into an old cocked hat. Right. What do you mean? When you asked the Elliots that question, you gave them a perfect out. And out? Yes, Inspector. All the Elliots would have had to do to clear themselves completely of any charge of murder would have been to claim that they had seen him take a pill. The verdict would have been suicide. And all the sweating you could ever do would never prove a difference. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Listen, my suggestion, Inspector, is that you turn the Elliots loose immediately and save yourself a suit for false arrest. Yes, I will, but. Bye. What will we do now? I don't know, Inspector. <sighs> the paper once in our bright young lives were completely and irrevocably stuck. And now back to Glenn Langan for the third act of... Mystery is my hobby. Is your change for the aspirin, man.
3: Thank you, Mr.
2: Slocum. Hope your husband will be all right in the morning. (laughs) Oh, hello, Mr. Drake. Hello. uh, And you too, Inspector. Good evening, George. Howdy. (laughs) Uh, How are you progressing in your investigation of my poor brother's death? We aren't. Oh, no, it's not just today? Not just today? Well, the signs used to be the murderer, George. Yes, I know. but it's a good thing for me that I was far, far away when it happened. Now, isn't it? (laughs) I'll say it is. By the way, George, when did you last see your brother alive? Why, uh, at 8.30 a.m. yesterday, if that's when it was, Andy Fisher and I dropped by his house just before we left for the airport. At 8.30 in the morning? Mm Mm-hmm, that must have been about it. We just caught the 9 o'clock plane, and my brother lives exactly a half hour from the airport. Uh, Just a half hour. Just why did you call on your brother so early, George? Well, Andy wished to see him on business, and I wished to deliver uh, a prescription he'd him. Prescription? Uh-huh. Ken had ulcers, but the suffered terribly. What was in that prescription, George? Yeah, well, sodium bicarbonate, 10-grain tablets. They're very commonly used for intestinal disorders. They're excellent. Well, they're really excellent. Yes, I know. Did your brother by any chance take one of these tablets while you were there yesterday? Yes, yes, I believe he did. He had an attack. In fact, I gave him one, and Andy handed him a glass of water. I remember distinctly that I... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I see what you're getting there. You think perhaps it was I who slipped my dear brother his lethal dose? Could be. Uh Oh, now, he know better than that. I left my brother's house at 8.30, and I was out shooting 300 miles away when my brother died. Oh, no, I'm afraid you can't pin this one on me <laughs> No, indeed You might have slipped a poison pill in with the others And he didn't take it until later That might have been true, Inspector Except for the fact that two witnesses have sworn That Ken spoke them positively Did not take a pill just before he died <laughs> Well, that alibi of his is entirely too good to suit me Yes, I agree with you But still, you can't break it down, Inspector So come on, let's be on our way I don't think we can accomplish anything further by staying here. Well, I'd like to have an ice cream soda. You'd like to... <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'll wait for you in the car. Oh, sure. Go. You sure you don't want one? On top of that goulash? Inspector, what are you trying to do? Kill me? <laughs> well, what do we do now? I don't know, Inspector. Suppose we just drive around and think. Hey. What's the matter, Inspector? Oh. Hey. Inspector. Tell me, Kate. Okay. Oh. oh. Uh, how about that Andy Fisher, Bart? Maybe he slipped the cyanide into the glass of water gay Slocum. Inspector. Yeah, that's right. Slocum didn't die until he was 300 miles away, too. That's right. His alibi's just as good as Brother George's. <laughs> Tell me. It's too bad you're having some sodium bicarbonate. Slocum says that it's an excellent for things like that. I have. Oh, yes. When I was having that ice cream soda, I bought bottle. Well, Inspector, I never knew you had ulcers. Well, that ain't nothing I'd rave about. Well, no, as long as you have them, you might as well take one. Yeah. Yeah, I think I You uh, better <coughs> give me one, too. Mrs. O'Farrisky's goulash wasn't just quite up to par tonight. Well, I guess we might as well turn in, Inspector. We've been chasing around for four hours now, ever since we left the drug store, and we aren't any nearer to a solution than we were before we started. Yep. This is the worst case I ever tackled. Mm. The coroner must be wrong. He must have done a knockout, see, on the wrong course. I wish I could believe that, Inspector. If it just hadn't been cyanide, something else that didn't act so quickly. Oh. oh. Why, well, what's the matter? you still got a stomach ache? Yeah, I yeah, have. That pill, that pill you gave me didn't do me much good. Well, why don't you take another? Hmm. Maybe I'd better with that. Give me the bottle. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Big things, are they? Hmm. Thirty-one bicarbonates, ten grains, uh, and, and oh, smoke! What's the matter? Anything wrong with him, Inspector? Turn around. Huh? We're going back and arrest George Slocum for murder. Mart, are you crazy? You said no, yourself... no, no. Wait a minute. He... He... Don't turn. We'll send somebody else out to do that. You'd better get us down to headquarters as fast as you can drive this but, wreck. But, but, but hurry, Inspector, hurry! Okay, you're the doctor. I only really wish I were. And if we don't get a doctor and a stomach pump in the next few minutes, we've got just two hours to live. And now back to Glenn Langan for the conclusion of Mystery is My Hobby. You feeling all right now, Bart? Uh, I'll live, I guess. How about you, Inspector? It's not much fun tangling with a stomach pump. Oh, I'm all right. Doc says he got the pills all right. Had enough cyanide in him to kill a horse. That's exactly what I was afraid of. But Bart, that joke is not possible. You said yourself, when any guy swallowed cyanide, he'd drop. Plunk. Right now. How could we have all that cyanide inside us for four hours and still be alive? The science of medicine never stands still, Inspector. It is always advancing on to newer and better things. Mm-hmm. Now, take that enteric seal, for instance. Enteric seal? What's that? That's the stuff that those sodium bicarbonate tablets you bought from Brother George were coated with. It said so right on the label. Yeah. Well, I still want to know what it's good for. You see, Inspector, ulcers are not only found in the stomach, they're quite often found on and beyond. So in such cases, they give the patient these N-Seal tablets. They're made with special coatings called enteric seal, which take exactly six hours to dissolve. Do you follow me? Yeah, but... I still don't get it. Inspector, use your imagination. Our druggist friend simply took some cyanide, coated it with enteric seal, gave it to his brother, and went hunting. When the six hours were up, the coating dissolved and Ken Slocum dropped dead, leaving George with the perfect alibi. Yeah, but how did we happen to get it? You asked me that, Inspector? Well, I... I have a notion that friend George got a bit panicky when you started to question his alibi. Oh? And then when you blundered right into his lap by buying those tablets, he slipped you some of his very special brands. You <laughs> probably put something extra in your soda, too, so that you take the pill right away. Why, that dirty little skunk? You is know, a bit come of... to think of it, we should have cracked that alibi long before this, Inspector. Yeah? Why? Because Brother George was only told that Ken died of poison, remember? And most poison works rather slowly. So if he didn't know it was cyanide, how could he be sure he was 300 miles away when his brother died? Thanks. Oh. Hey. How about your stomach? My stomach? Oh, I must say that was just coincidence and uh, goulash. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, I see. Well, you'll have to admit the little guy was clever. That he was, Inspector. That he was. He came the closest I ever saw to committing the perfect crime. And I must say he would have succeeded, too, Inspector. All oh, but for one thing. Yeah? What's that? What's that? Because mystery is my hobby, Inspector. I say, a mystery is my hobby. <laughs>